Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. I love Christmas. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas with all the excitement, with carol service, nativity plays, uh, you know, Christmas parties, mulled wine, mince pies, Christmas dinners, family, great TV and movies, and of course, presents. What is there not to like about, about Christmas? I, mean, I, I, I know that last year Christmas was tough because uh, we weren't able to do a lot of these things. And even this year there may be some restrictions on our festivities. But still, I just love Christmas, especially now that we have kids. They just get so excited. I mean, we drive around town now, and they will see the Christmas lights, or, or they will see that someone's put uh, lights on a tree or, or, or something, and they just get so excited. They say that a man goes through three seasons in life. Firstly, you believe in Father Christmas. Secondly, you don't believe in Father Christmas. And then third, you are Father Christmas. <laughs> and, and so uh, with, with Christmas, we've, we've, we as a family, we've started our own little tradition. I'm sure all your families have your own traditions. Uh, on, on a Christmas Eve, we will have a meal together, just the four of us. And then we each give each other one present, just one gift. And then we sit on the sofa and we watch the snowman. And it's just magical. What is there not to like about Christmas? But within all the, the, the Christmas festivities, we often forget the true meaning of Christmas. We think we know what Christmas is all about, but our, our understanding is too small. It, it, it's too reduced. We, we reduce Christmas to Christmas parties and carols and nostalgia and sentiment and family and presents. And our imagination is just too reduced. Now, all of this stuff is good. I mean, it's good. I love Christmas. It's great. But our imagination is too reduced. Because Christmas is explosive. It's earth-shattering. It's inexhaustible. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then in verse 14 it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. The Word, God, the, the, the creator of the universe, the, the, the being that brought about the existence of the whole universe, the power that holds the whole universe together, that holds all things together and sustains all life, the, the divine became flesh. He became a human, stepped into human history, stepped into space-time reality. As a human, as a baby. 
Now, every one of us has an instinct, a, a sense that there is something, something bigger, something beyond us, something transcendent. I can remember when Naomi was born. I was so overwhelmed with a, with a sense and a presence of, of something bigger than me, something greater than me, something transcendent. Or when I'm walking in the mountains or, or I'm skiing in the Alps, there are times when I suddenly look at the view and it's just breathtaking. And in that moment, there's a sense that there is something beyond us. Or like yesterday, when we got the news that Hugh had been found, I was immediately overwhelmed with a sense of relief and joy, but I was also overwhelmed with a sense that there was something bigger at work. I'm sure you've had similar experiences. Or, or per, you know, you can remember those times when you, you look up at the stars on, on a clear night and you, and you can see billions and billions of stars and you say, wow. You, you know what you're doing? You're worshiping. You're worshiping. I mean, nobody looks up at the stars and goes, wow, aren't, aren't I great? <laughs> I'm, I'm all... No. You worship. Even, even atheists do that. Uh, a pastor tells a story about a time uh, this, this couple asked him to, to, to marry them. They, they, they didn't believe in God, uh, and so they asked him to marry him, but they said, look, we don't want uh, any of that God or Bible or religious, religion to be talked about. Uh, and the bride said to him, look, can you just make it really profound and deep? And spiritual. And so the pastor said, okay. And they wanted to get married. There was on the edge of a cliff that overlooked this, this, this amazing lake. And it was simply stunning. And so he asked them, well, why do you want to get married here? And they spoke about the beauty of nature, the peacefulness. And how they just fell in love with this place. And then the groom said something that the pastor would never forget. The groom said, something holds us all together. Something holds us all together. He had a sense that there was something beyond him, something bigger than him, and this something was holding it all together. And so the pastor asked them, well, do you think it was a mistake or a coincidence that the two of you found each other? And they said, no. No, that they felt that they were, they were meant for each other. It wasn't an, an accident that they had found each other and fallen in love. And so the pastor said to them, do you think that whatever it is that is holding all of this together, do you think that it could be the same thing that brought you together? 
And they said yes. They had an instinct. They had a sense that there was something beyond them, something bigger than them, and this something was holding all things together and was bringing them together. Could this something actually be a someone? The Bible says that the Word became flesh. There's there's something that is beyond us. There's something that is greater than us. There's something that is transcendent, that has brought all things into existence, that holds all things together, has stepped into human history and become a human, as a human, as a baby. Why would God become flesh, become a human? Let me make three suggestions. Revelation, reconnection, restoration. Firstly, revelation. Uh, God became a human to make himself known. Russell Brandt, uh, the comedian, actor, radio host, author, and activist, wrote an article in the New Statement entitled, Why Richard Dawkins is the Best Argument for the Existence of God. And he says this, Dawkins, the patron saint of atheists, would say say that all religions are simply wrong, a baffled blanket of cozy lies to warn dopes into snug compliance, unproven ideologies based on faith. I think God exists beyond the current reach of science, that one day our fast-evolving minds will know God empirically as they do now only intuitively, that the mystical will become physical. That's pretty profound uh, for for Russell Brunt. That that, that what we only know intuitively, we have this sense, this instinct. What we know intuitively, we will know empirically. That that the mystical will become physical. That's what happened at Christmas. The mystical became physical. The Word became flesh. The something that is beyond us, that is greater than us, that transcends us, that, that created all things, that holds all things together, stepped into human history, into time, space, so that we could know Him personally, that we could have a relationship with him. You see, in Jesus, we can know God. We can meet God. Revelation. In verse 14, John says, We have seen, we have seen. We have seen Jesus. We've seen his life. We've seen his way. We've seen his works. We've seen his, his death. We've seen his resurrection. We've seen his forgiveness. We've seen his deep inclusion. We've seen his love. We've seen it. 
We've touched it. The mystical became physical. That which we used to know by instinct has become real. We can know. And so we can know God. We can meet God in Jesus. Revelation. Reconnection. Many of us feel disconnected. Alone. Particularly since the pandemic and the lockdown, many people feel disconnected and isolated. Lost. I mean, it might be lots of people rushing all around you, very busy, but still you have this deep, profound sense of being disconnected. Disconnected from God, disconnected from the world. Sting has this song, it's a, called Oh My God. It's a really old song, uh, but, but the lines, it's got some very interesting lines. It says, everyone I know is lonely. And God's so far away. And my heart belongs to no one. So now, please, uh, so now sometimes I pray. Please take the space between us and fill it up some way. Take the space between us and fill it up some way. When the Word became flesh, He filled that space. God filled that space. You see, we've all turned our backs on God and therefore we feel disconnected to God. We're lost. We're unable to reconnect ourselves. We don't know how to reconnect. And so God comes to us. God sends, comes searching for us. He sends out a search party. Jesus is the search party and he finds us. He comes to us. He comes close to us. The Word became flesh. God became human to reconnect with us. In verse 40, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. In the Greek, the word dwelling literally means he pitched his tent. He, he, he came to live amongst us. He, he moved into the neighborhood to be with us. And he was born not of a kingly family, but a poor peasant's family. And he was placed in a manger, a, a feeding trough for an animal, which was probably in the downstairs area of a poor peasant's house because that's where they kept their animals. In a small little village, in some tiny little province on the, the back end of the Roman Empire. So ordinary, but yet so extraordinary. And this is the God we worship, the God who comes, who comes to us, who comes down to us, who comes close to us, who identifies with us, who enters into our pain and our suffering so that we can experience His sympathetic presence to reconnect. I don't know how... 2021 has been for you. 
I don't know what pressures you have faced this year. But I do know that the Word became flesh. That God wants to connect with you. He wants to enter your troubles so that you can experience His presence and His peace and His love surrounding you and strengthening you so He can reconnect with you. Revelation, reconnection, restoration. In verse 14, it goes on to say, We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only God who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The one and only Son came from the Father, came to fill that space. He came where we are so that we might be where He is. He became what we are so that we might become what He is. And then in verse 12, it goes on to say, Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. You see, Jesus primarily came to die for us so that we could be forgiven, so we could experience peace, so that we could be reconnected to God, so that we could experience purpose and meaning in our life, and so that we could become the very person God created us to be. Simply put, He came so that we could become His children. He wants us to be His children to be restored. And this restoration is a free gift from God. It's by grace. All you have to do is believe to receive it. And it's for everyone. Everyone here. It doesn't, regardless of your religious status, regardless of your merit achievement, regardless of any status, regardless of whatever you've done, all the awful things you've done in the past, regardless of that, God has come to you. He's come to you because He loves you. And he wants you to be his child. Restoration. I can remember as a young teenager uh, growing up, and uh, I had it pretty easy. I, I did okay at school, but I did very well at sport. I excelled in, in surfing and, and water polo. And so I had a good group of friends, and I was in the popular crowd. And so everything on the outside looked great. But I had a profound sense of being disconnected. A profound sense that there was something bigger than me, something beyond me. And, and I was disconnected to that. And I felt that there must be some greater meaning for my existence. And, and I didn't understand how I belonged. 
And then the Christmas story became a reality in my life. I put my faith in Jesus. And I experienced the, the, the presence of God and the peace of God and the love of God in my life. And I felt connected. And I discovered God's purpose for my life. Now, this doesn't mean that there are going to be no troubles in life. There will be troubles. And I've experienced hardships. And, and there have been times when I felt alone. But, but then I turned back to God in prayer. And I experienced His peace. And his presence afresh. And I feel reconnected. And you too can have this experience. This is for everyone. Jesus came for everyone. So can I challenge you to go for the deep meaning this Christmas? Look at Jesus. Consider Jesus. See Jesus. Perhaps read a gospel. Perhaps read the whole of the gospel of John this Christmas season. This is serious stuff. This isn't Harry Potter. The, the Christmas story isn't a fairy tale. This is a historical fact. There's this something that is beyond us. There's something that transcends us, stepped into human history, and became a human because he wants to connect with you, because he wants a relationship with you, because he loves you doesn't mean things are going to be easy. But it does mean you can know a presence and a purpose and a peace and a power and a love surrounding you and sustaining you. And you will discover that you are more loved than you can imagine. So let's go for the deeper meaning this Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We stand in awe and wonder at the miracle of Christmas that you, the creator of the whole universe, the being that brought the whole universe into existence, the power that holds all things together and sustains all life, became a human, became one of us so that we can know you, so that we can be reconnected to you, and so that we can be restored as your children. We simply cannot comprehend it. We just stand in awe of you and your love. And may we experience your love deep down in our heart right now. And know and truly know that we know that we know that we are loved by you and that we are connected. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.